Hey guys, Jason Davis here. Uh, with everything that's going on out there in culture, in the school system, especially the public school system, right? And drag shows and everything in between, our kids are under attack daily. And that's why I wanted to tell you today about the Tuttle Twins books. Tuttle Twins is really, it's the only books uh, that I know of for kids that really help them develop critical thinking skills about real world concepts, economies, finance, government, freedom, liberty, the free market, how to be self-reliant and outside the system. Right now, we just all have to recognize the world's full of companies and people and politicians that want to expose and influence our kids and in ideas that we don't support. And so that includes school teachers, unfortunately. So Tuttle Twins empowers parents. I encourage you to check them out at TuttleTwins.com or if you go to my website at DontTreadOnLiberty.com and go to Freedom Partners under Tuttle Twins, there is a special offer for you. So DontTreadOnLiberty.com under Freedom Partners. Check out the Tuttle Twins and we do have a special offer for you. Well, let's get back to the show. I hope you enjoy this week. God bless. Fighting back against the left's nonstop attacks on liberty, freedom, and America. America. This is Don't Tread on Liberty. Jason Davis is on the air. Hey, welcome back to Don't Tread on Liberty. Thanks for being here. I'm Jason Davis, and uh, we're back with more information that you need to know. Um, and today, uh, we're bringing back a great guest, one of my favorite people to talk to. Uh, he's probably responsible for everybody out there enjoying the Second Amendment as we know it today. Uh, he's the president of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Former Arizona Sheriff Richard Mack is back. Sheriff, thanks for coming back. How have you been? Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, been great. Uh, been very busy. Uh, that's good news and bad news. <laughs> uh, if I'm busy, it means people are looking uh, desperately for solutions. And uh, that's what uh, America seems to be doing right now. Uh, it's really sad that it's taken such tyranny and uh, abuse and oppression uh, to to cause this uproar uh, for uh, this CSPOA uh, freedom movement to really take hold. And I'm grateful that people are waking up, but I'm not grateful for the reason. Yeah, I know what you mean. I do think that you're one of the most effective people in this fight right now. And we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but I want to jump right in with you on COVID. The last time you were here, you and I talked about this at length, and we you know, pretty much agree on COVID and the vaccines. But we talked about mandatory vaccines definitely coming, and now they're here just as we thought. Um, just this last week, I listened to some of the arguments being made in front of the Supreme Court. And I have to tell you, Sheriff, I don't have a very good feeling about what I'm hearing out of the court. No. What are your thoughts? Uh, I feel the exact same way. Uh, obviously, uh, the leftists, uh, the extreme leftists on the court, like Sotomayor and Kagan, um, are... I mean, they're 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 almost so ignorant that they're not even in the game. Yeah. Uh, they have absolutely no clue why they are on the court, except that they are Democrats and they are left leaning Democrats. Uh, Sotomayor's comments, first of all, she spewed out lies. 
and her comment is this, though. Her, her whole philosophy is this. Well, as long as people are sick, then, of course, the president has to do whatever it takes to help them get better. Uh, she has no uh, knowledge whatsoever of her constitutional oath or of her constitutional responsibility uh, to uphold and defend the principles that made America great. <clears throat> she promised in sacred oath uh, to enforce the Constitution and, and to make her decisions according to the Constitution. That's a laugh. Uh, that's a joke. Uh, she has no intention of doing that. She will not do that. Kagan will not do that. Uh, Breyer is really close behind, uh, but he's a, he's sincere. He's 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 kind of an honest uh, liberal uh, because he will mention the Constitution uh, every now and again. The ones that really worry me though are like uh, Amy Barrett, uh, who billed herself as a constitutional conservative and she's not. Uh, Roberts is not. And uh, Clarence Thomas is. Clarence Thomas is the real McCoy. Uh, I love Clarence Thomas. Um, and I'm still worried about Gorsuch and I'm still worried about Kavanaugh. Uh, and uh, it looks to me like that uh, Donald Trump made some huge mistakes uh, that uh, I was really liking Kavanaugh. And I thought, man, this guy must be a real good candidate if they're willing to go after him for something he did 37 years ago uh, in high school, no less. Uh, I mean, uh, nobody's responsible for crimes they commit when they were 16. You know, uh, as soon as you're 18, your juvenile record is expunged. And so I, I just I just thought he was going to be fantastic. Uh, he's not. Uh, the Republicans are going to be very wishy-washy on this decision. It's going to come out meaningless. They're going to make it to where we're now going to have to just fight the states because they're going to turn it over to the states and let the states uh, tell us to get vac vaccinated. Uh, we already have state governors talking about uh, COVID-19 concentration camps. Uh, this is, and there's a bill in Washington state to do just that. And yet here we are talking about all this uh, in the midst of making America a concentration camp country again, like we did in World War II to Japanese Americans. Now the prejudice goes from the blacks uh, to Asians, and now to the non-vaccinated. We never get it right in America, do we? We just never seem to get it right that all people are created equal and that we all have the right to choose for ourselves uh, the course we take in life. And, and Democrats will have nothing to do with civility or civil rights, which they claimed was their big brainchild uh, for uh, LBJ to make a deal with with um, Martin Luther uh, Martin Luther King in switching the Democrats from the pro-slavery, pro-Jim Crow, pro-KKK uh, party that they were for a hundred years. And then all of a sudden in the late 50s, early 60s, all of a sudden they're the party of civil rights. 
Uh, yeah. And that was a joke. And we can, and now we see it was a joke. It is a joke. And the Democrats don't give a damn about civil rights. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, everything you said is right on target. And, you know, as far as the court goes, I kind of expect that kind of stuff out of the leftists on the court. But 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 as you mentioned, even the so-called conservative ones, uh, Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, I mean, they're asking questions like, well, isn't it for the good of the public health uh, that we let this go forward? And, you know, Breyer's like, well, uh, won't hundreds of thousands of more people die if we don't let this go forward? Don't I, shouldn't I consider that in my decision? I'm sitting here thinking two things. Number one, the court's sole job is to interpret the law as written and tell us if it's constitutional or not. And I'm going to correct you. I'm going to correct you there. The word interpret is not in their uh, uh, job description. Sure. The word interpret is not in the Constitution anywhere. Sure. But that's exactly what they do. You know that, right? Right. They're not supposed to interpret. They're supposed to enforce. Right. And and I learned that a long time ago. Interpret interprets another word for change. As long as I can interpret it, then I'm okay. No, you have to know and understand the Constitution and enforce it. Yeah, but, you know, everybody has a different opinion about the Constitution. Well, you know, is it a living document or not and all that? And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with you. It's not subject to personal opinion. Exactly. It's easy to understand. Shall make no law. That's easy to understand. Right. You and I agree on that, but some of them don't. Now, Now, the other thing that really infuriates me about this is, the lawyer that's arguing for the administration, he's pretty good. Um, but the people they send up there from Missouri and Louisiana, they're terrible. And so when Breyer asks, hey, uh, shouldn't I consider this in my decision making? He opens the door to what I would consider to be a knockout. I mean, I would basically say, well, your honor, if you're going to consider that, then you should also consider that by the CDC's own admission, this shot neither prevents transmission or stops you from acquiring the virus. So there's absolutely no point in enforcing it, period. Like your thesis of all these people being saved is not valid and that's by their own admission. See, I would have just knocked them out with it. Am I a good lawyer, Sheriff, or what? Well, you have common sense and that's something <laughs> that most of them don't have. <laughs> and, and the problem with most of these uh, judges is that they all went to law school. And they didn't learn the Constitution in law school. They didn't learn history in law school. They learned other case law and they learned administrative law. Uh, and they, they do not know and understand the intent of the founding fathers who wrote this document. And uh, they don't, they don't want to know. Uh, it's obvious that especially the Democrats, but Republicans too, to an extent, uh, are are there appointed to be Democrat hacks. They are there to defend the Democrat party and promote uh, the Democrat uh, uh, ideology. Yeah. Yeah, there's no no doubt about it. You're absolutely right. Okay, let's go to election integrity um, because this is another one where I think you and I pretty much agree. I think we agree that elections definitely need to be fixed and we need to have 
Um, oh, they're fixing them, all right. Oh yeah, they're fixing them <laughs> the in the wrong direction. Um, we yeah. need to have some confidence that our elections actually mean something, and we need to get rid of these machines and the internet and all that. Well, there's but, not too many. There's not too many people that say what I'm saying or saying what you're saying right now. You got to go back to the very a, a beginning. You got to go back to the embryonic stage of the problem. You hardly ever hear this on Fox or any place. And you just alluded to it. We got to get rid of computers because you cannot ever have an integrity integrity in the election as long as you're using computers. And I don't care if it's uh, uh, the ones they're using now, Dominion machines. It doesn't matter what company or what brand. We all know that computers are easily hacked. Some of the most sophisticated computers in the world have been hacked at the Pentagon, at uh, some of these uh, big, huge oil companies, international corporations. Uh, they've been, uh, uh, not only that, they've been held hostage. And, and that's what they're doing right now. They're ho holding us hostage for our elections. Look, you must have one ballot, one paper ballot per person. Your specific number must be on your ballot so that if we ever have to audit and find out how the vote went, we can go back to that person and say, this is your number. Is this how you voted? And some people don't like that from just a, a, a privacy issue. I, I don't care. We have a right to know that you voted and that that's your ballot. Now, I don't need to know how you voted. I don't care. But we need to be able to have election integrity, and you cannot have it with computers. Furthermore, on the computer thing, can anybody tell me, and I've even asked Democrats this, and I still can't get an answer. Can anybody tell me the governmental purpose in serving the American people? Can any of you tell me what government service is provided to the American people by using computers to tabulate voting in America. That's right, crickets. <laughs> there is none. And the, right. only thing, the only thing you can come up with on that is it, it helps the, the media get the story out sooner. I don't care. I could not care less about us spending money and time and ballot uh, procedures to help the media. Yep. The media can wait just like everybody else. Yep, that's right. And and yet here we are, uh, like here in Arizona, the legislative session just opened yesterday. And there's bills proposed uh, by, you know, election watchdog groups. Hey, one day, one vote on paper, in person, no machines, ID required. And guess what? All these people like Sonny Borelli and all, uh, Wendy Rogers and all these people that are running around the country trying to get everybody to do an audit in their state so they can grift money off the people, um, they won't support such a bill. Isn't that funny? Yeah, why? You see, we fought for that way back when I was sheriff. We tried to get then Secretary of State Jan Brewer. Uh, she went from Secretary of State to Governor we tried to get her as secretary of state to just do one simple thing. Okay, go ahead and use your computers. We know how addicted to all to the computers all of you are in government. 
but just do 1% hand count votes to verify that the percentages are pretty much the same. Oh, she was dead set against it. She yeah. was dead set against that. And so here we have now staunch Republicans, same thing that you're mentioning. You know, why can't we just keep this simple and do a paper ballot? Okay. Well, it's almost like they really don't want that. I mean, it's almost like the fix is in, you know don't. what I mean? Um, no, so I guess they like it easier for them to cheat. I maybe not, they have I'm maybe not. they have stock in computer companies. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. So your book, County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, I really almost feel like that is pretty much right on target. <laughs> you must have been channeling your inner uh, fortune teller when you wrote that book, because yeah. um, how could we, could you imagine when you wrote that book, what it was going to be like today? Uh, no, <laughs> no, but I'll, t I'll tell you what, the bottom line is if there were ever a time in American history where we needed constitutional sheriffs the most, it's right now. We need you sheriffs just to do one simple thing save our country <laughs> maybe that's not too simple but the simplicity of that is we need all we need is for you to keep your oath you need to understand what your oath is but you need to understand that you swore in god's name that you would uphold and defend and protect and preserve the united states constitution you cannot do that you cannot keep that oath if you don't have a working knowledge of the constitution and the intent of the founding fathers. You also must know and understand natural rights. That the God-given rights we were blessed with when we were born here are the ones that all government is responsible for protecting and perpetuating. Sheriffs, we need you now more than ever. And that book, The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, is a great place to start for your training. Uh, and it's kind of dated, but the principles in the book are the same. It's only 50 pages. I wrote it specifically short so that sheriffs could read that while they're eating a donut and drinking their coffee. <laughs> okay. Now that brings me to the CSPOA, because as I mentioned, I think you're one of the leaders in the fight for freedom right now. And you're doing that through your organization, yeah. Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Bring everybody up to speed that doesn't know um, what's going on at the CSPOA uh, and how, um, how effective you're going to be and how people can get involved to help you. Well, thanks, because we, we need everybody involved in the process. Uh, we can't just say, oh, well, the sheriffs are going to do it. You know, The sheriff only works for you. We, the people, are the only boss and supervisors that the sheriff has. He doesn't report to another committee. He does, his boss is not the county attorney or the county manager or the county commissioners. He reports and works for only we, the people. That's a very powerful example. That's the epitome of what makes us a constitutional republic. A republic being that we, the people, choose our representatives and the yep. constitution being the parameters established within that republic. It's, it's a perfect, almost the most perfect government ever uh, established in the world. I say almost. I say it is the, absolutely the most perfect one ever established in world history. Right. The problem is we no longer have people 
that are dedicated to it. It's not the Constitution's problem. No, the they left wants it. to blame the Constitution and the founding fathers. We need to know it and love it and cherish it and enforce it. And that's what we train people to do. We, do, we provide the training. We understand. I was there once that I didn't know and understand the Constitution or the oath of office. And I went through an epiphany and I started studying the Constitution. I dedicated myself to my oath of office as a peace officer, as a rookie cop. And then I ran for sheriff in, in Safford in Graham County and, and, and on a very strong constitutional platform. So when the Brady Bill came out, I recognized it immediately, a knee-jerk reaction that this was wrong, immoral, uh, destructive to the Second Amendment, as you alluded to earlier, and another overreach by government. I literally sued the Clinton administration to stop their ridiculous overreach pursuant to the Brady Bill. And yes, it did. It did bias about 30 years uh, back the Second Amendment. And people don't know and understand that, but it did. You were absolutely correct. Our decision, our decision was instrumental in preserving and, and buying about 30 years for the Second Amendment. And thank God for you, Sheriff, because had you not thank done because had you not done that, we would be like Australia right now. They'd be grabbing people off the street to throw them in some COVID camp. The only reason they're not doing that here is because we have the Second Amendment. So God bless you for doing that. I, you obviously didn't know, but that is, um, it has huge ramifications for everybody. Uh, well, if people in, read the decision, you can find out for yourself those ramifications, and they are powerful. Absolutely. So CSPOA.org is the website. Now, people think, oh, this is just for cops or peace officers. It's not. No, we have I, a policy membership for every citizen. And That's, we have to have people involved in this. Please get involved in this. You can help donate. You can help work with us. You can also help. We want you to spend time getting a relationship with your sheriff and your local officials to make sure that the barriers are erected locally against the encroach, encroachments of the national authority, uh, federal government, uh, and local government. We have sheriffs now putting those bureaucrats on notice that they better not come into his county and violate uh, the rights of the people. We, we have lots of sheriffs doing it. We don't have a strong number on it, but I do, I will tell you this, it's not nearly enough. We need at least a thousand. And that's one third of the sheriffs of this country. We're, we're getting a fantastic response in Texas. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to Texas this uh, Sunday for a CSPOA fundraiser uh, on Friday and Saturday. I'll be at the Clay Clark General Flynn uh, rally in Phoenix on the Reawaken America tour. And I'm speaking Saturday morning at the uh, Dream City Church in North Phoenix. Everybody's welcome to come to that too. It's Friday and Saturday. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I guess Trump's having a rally during the same time that we're having uh, this. So I don't know if some people are breaking away for that or, or if they are uh, trying to do his and then come back to ours. I don't know. But hey, uh, Sheriff, I mean, uh, you know, if it was me, I'd rather see you because you go to that thing in Florence with Trump, he's just going to push the vax on you, you know? Yeah, just... well, that, that is one thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand where he's coming from on that. Uh, I think it's a little bit ego because he's the one that introduced the vax, I guess. And he certainly introduced Fauci. Uh, two of his biggest mistakes. In fact, Fauci was probably his biggest mistake. 
uh, and then maybe one or two of the people that he's put on the Supreme Court. When you rush through to try to beat it politically, uh, you get Amy Co uh, uh, Brown, Amy Cona Brown, uh, or no Barrett, sorry, Barrett, yeah, uh, Barrett, and she uh, she's an absolute mess. I'm hoping that she'll make a comeback on this decision. Uh, the decision should have already been done though, because there's companies already enforcing that vax mandate because of uh, Biden, and and so man, oh man, uh, I, regardless of that, I I assail uh, Trump. Uh, for what he has done regarding the vax and for him to suggest people to get it is the same thing. I also, I don't know if you know this, but I am a member of the Mormon church and I am assailing uh, the president of our church uh, tremendously uh, because they, he and his counselors put out a memo that we should all be vaxxed. I saw that. And for them to support something that is generated from lies and propaganda uh, and fear-mongering, and lying, deceitful, corrupt politicians, and for them to come out and support that is absolutely unforgivable, and I say amen to the position of that man. Uh, I do not support him as prophet of the Mormon church, and you can tell that to anybody that I know, uh, any of my family, I don't care. I'm putting this out publicly. I've been writing a letter uh, to the president of the, of the LDS church uh, and uh, I just can't get enough on it. Uh, it gets too long. Uh, there's been other people that have assailed uh, what they have done. Uh, but this came out August 21st from uh, the president of the Mormon church. And I'm telling you, uh, I'm a fifth generation Mormon, uh, but um, basically not anymore. That's a shame. Uh, this whole thing is dividing friends, family, religions. I mean, yeah, you know, all kinds of things. It's, it's a, it's just a mess. It's a complete mess. I hope the court, I, I hope the court throws it back to the States. It is a state issue. And at least then we have a fighting chance. I mean, well, we I can, still want that. I still want them to say the president of the United States has no authority to do this. They should say that. Yes. Right. Um, but at least if they throw it back to the States, we can all get to a state that uh, is not going to allow it. Exactly. Um, but anyway, um, CSPOA.org. And as the sheriff mentioned, Anybody can be a member. I'm a member of the posse. I'm an annual member of the posse. So anybody can join. You don't have to be like me, retired law enforcement or anything like that. You can just no, be a everybody. person. Everybody's got to be involved. Please get on there. CSPOA.org. Sheriff Mack, thank you for coming back. Like I said, I always appreciate talking to you. Um, we appreciate everything you're doing. Let us know how we can help. We'll help in any way we can. Thank you. See you soon. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Don't Tread on Liberty with Jason Davis. Subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, or your favorite platform. For more Liberty news, check out www.donttreadonliberty.com and subscribe to the blog or join the conversation.